So you like hockey? Congratulations. You're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the Hockey Troll, and that snack, Polly Cupcakes, every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content. Tune in wherever you get your podcast and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Chirp us on all social media platforms at Caps Chirp. See you beauties and vendors there. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kane's Train Pod on the Hockey Podcast Network. The season started. Oh, my God. The season. It's real. Isn't it great? We've been waiting for this for so long, and now it's finally happening. I'm watching the Pittsburgh and Philly game right now. Um, Super excited. This episode today you're going to hear is a uh, little collab I did with our, our brother's who are brothers, uh, over on the Red Wings Rant podcast. Uh, go check them out for sure, Red Wings Rant. Find it anywhere you get your podcast. It's on the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, go follow those guys. Check them out. They're fun to talk to. Um, and, you know, what do you got against the Red Wings right now? You know? What do you got against them? You're fine with the Red Wings. So go check those guys out. Uh, so you'll hear, you'll hear us get into uh, a little bit of I mean, talking about both teams, what to expect. Uh, if you don't know a lot about the Red Wings group, that you know we don't really see that much usually. I mean, a, three times a year usually, two or three times a year. Um, you know, you maybe get to learn a little bit more about um, who they think is the top players to look out for and all that sort of stuff. You'll hear me um, give my thoughts on how the Hurricanes match up against them and, and you know, how it's, it's still the NHL. Anybody can beat anybody, so you can't take anyone for granted. Um, before we get into any of that, uh, I do want to mention that the Hockey Podcast Network has a giveaway going on right now. It's a jersey contest, uh, and so how it works, if you go to, you can go to at HockeyPodNet if you want to see all of them, you can go to at Kane's Train Pod and check out, um, the graphic I shared. It's a, it's like a bracket thing, so teams against each other. Uh, for jersey giveaways, if you want to enter, you retweet it, you comment, you reply, whatever you want to call it, with Canes. Obviously, you're picking the Hurricanes and all of these. And if you're not, I mean, okay, but like, why are you here? You know, go somewhere else. Uh, you know, fall in a hole, whatever it is. So go do that. Go check that out. Each round, obviously, it's a bracket. It will go on to the next round. Uh, we'll share the next one. If the Hurricanes are a part of it, or even if they're not. You should join in. Keep keep doing that. You'll be entered to win uh, a jersey at the end of it all. And isn't it great to win things for free? So go check that out. 
sponsored by DraftKings. Thank you, DraftKings. DraftKings. I want to say that like in a in a fancy accent every time. DraftKings. I don't know why. I just do. Uh, go use promo code THPN. That way you uh, support the network. So we appreciate it. And, you know, I got about uh, 30, 35 recorded here with this uh, this little collab we did. So why sit here and listen to me drivel on about nothing? I mean, I don't know. I could talk about the lines. I could talk about, you know, what it is, what's going to be. But you're just going to watch the game right after this comes out. And then everything I say will be obsolete. So I'm really excited Monday to talk about game action. Like I'm super excited for that because it hasn't happened in a long, long time. Um, so anyway, I'm just going to go ahead and cut to this Red Wings rant podcast. Again, go check those guys out. Uh, follow at Pod, of course. Like, like, I don't know what you where you would like it, but wherever you can like it, you should like it if that's a thing. Uh, subscribe for sure, because every Monday, Thursday, new episodes are coming out. I know you want to hear about the hurricanes. Like I just know you do because I do. And if you're like me, then you do too. So go subscribe. Every time a new episode comes out, it'll go right to your phone or whatever you listen to it on. Uh, and you'll be able to get it right there. It doesn't even take any work. Review, rate and review while you're there. Hey, you might as well just scroll on down and tap a star, right? It's easy enough. Appreciate everyone who's done that. You can call and leave a voicemail. 912-289-7882. You can also send a text to that number, and it will will come to me. And we can read it here. You can ask a question. You can just say hello, whatever you want. Text me whatever you want. Cool? All right. Let's get into it. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody that's familiar, but Hurricanes fans, my name is Matthew Clink. I am representative of the Brothers of Discussion that hosts uh, Red Wings Rant, uh, just like the Hurricanes podcast, Canes. Oh, wait, what, what, I'm already saying it wrong. Canes Train. I'm calling it, it the Hurricanes podcast. Uh, every Monday and Thursday. Uh, so hopefully you'll hear enough of an individual that is coping pretty well, I like to think with the situation we're currently in. But uh, Zach, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself uh, to all the Red Wings fans. Yeah. What's up, Red Wings fans? You hanging in there? You doing all right? <laughs> Hope you guys are all right. The, uh, the owner the owner of the uh, stronger of the Sveshnikovs. Yes, sure. <laughs> with, with glass bones, apparently, unfortunately. Uh, I'm Zach. I host the Canes Train podcast uh, on the Hockey Podcast Network, obviously talking about the Hurricanes, also talking about Literally anything, uh, but mostly about the Hurricanes. So, uh, yeah, there you go. How's that for an intro? It was it was perfect. And I, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do one here. Uh, everybody, make sure you follow along with the Red Wings podcast at uh, Bod Hockey and and Zach. Where can everybody follow Kane Strain? At Kane Strain Pod. Nice. Oh, that's that's much cleaner. All right, well, let's <laughs> let's jump in here. Well, I was I was already uh, thrown at you before we even uh, got recording here. I, like my struggle to think like, how do I, how am I going to prepare for this? Cause I want to do one of these and I, uh, Zach, I hope you'll have the opportunity to do one of these with each team in uh, the central division presented by uh, discover. I, I hope you have the, the opportunity to speak with some other teams, but I, I started thinking like, Oh my God, I'm gonna have to explain over and over 
that our best hope this year is that we see some improvement from, from the litany of plus four goal losses. And by that, I mean, we lost by four goals or more. <laughs> so that, I mean, Happens. even if you listen to uh, today, today and tomorrow, we're going to get a lot of Steve Eiserman, who's our uh, GM, if you're not familiar. Uh, even he is sharing that sentiment, which is, um, you know, honestly, it's it's good to hear from our GM, but it really does show the the point that we're at. Uh, the fact that our GM it refuses, good on him, refuses to put a timetable on when we will be successful, and uh, of course, like I just said, shares that sentiment that uh, this year's all about improvement. We are not cup contenders whatsoever. Um, but I do, I do, uh, I want to get your 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 baseline thoughts then, Zach, and. Because you, you were talking about it uh, on your latest podcast that you do feel, uh, I don't know, bad. You There's some maybe some pity for <laughs> Red Wings and Red Wings fans right now. Um, but, yeah, we're, I mean, you don't, you don't like, hate us, right? Even despite no. 2002? That's too long ago. Okay, it's too good. long ago to still, to still hate anyone, you know? <laughs> no, none of those players play anymore. It's too hard to keep the hatred going. I tried, but, you know, it wears off after a while. That's good to hear. Um, I mean the the burn and the burning hate I will always have for the Blackhawks, the Penguins, and the Leafs. Yeah, um, right. yeah that, you're just a better person, I think. Is <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, um, yeah. The Red Wings. Um, I mean, I talked about this on my last episode, like you mentioned. You like me have been tagged in. I don't know. 432 different predictions of right. the central division and, and who's finishing where. Uh, and I always see, you know, the hurricanes are one, two, three, depending on who you ask. Um, right. And pretty consistently the red wings are like seven and eight. And I'm like, these guys are just getting tagged in all of these things, basically just saying like, just- Hey, you guys are bad. Did you know that? And you're like, yep, we're aware. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I honestly, I, I don't know that Detroit's the worst team in the central, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, I think uh, there's a few teams down there that are don't really know what to make of them. And just like every other team in the league, Detroit has plenty of really good pieces. I mean, they're top players. Like I get scared every time they're on the ice, you know? So um, it it is super definitely to to touch on that. It's definitely something. I mean, we both see it like what the difference is going to be from goaltending, uh, from a goaltending perspective. I mean, uh, from my, from my perspective on, on the hurricanes, that is the one thing that would keep me from saying that you are for sure. Number one in this division, no problem. And that, I, I don't know how you feel. And of course, that's why I want to have these conversations just to get a better idea. Like how should I feel about this goaltending? But I mean, um, for, from that, uh, yeah, like going back to those uh, on a daily basis, getting reminded of uh, that we're going to be at the bottom of this division. I mean, it was reason enough not to sleep in so that I didn't wake up to 50 notifications. Yeah. Get excited for what those were. <laughs> and all of them are like, you're, a lot, you're eighth. Yeah. Just so you know, eighth, eighth place. Yeah. It's got to be nice. Uh, I mean, it, and, and actually to come back on goaltending too, uh, I, I do agree with you with uh, goaltending probably being the key aspect and us going maybe from eighth in this uh, division to, to seventh. Uh, because I, I think, I think there's a huge gap. Like there, there's something in regards to having formidable goaltending, but there's a gap between what the Blackhawks are going to be <laughs> serving up this year. Yeah, I don't know what that's and, gonna be. Um, 
I mean, we uh, just so you know, we we actually spent a whole season last year discussing why Jonathan Bernier should be in Hart Trophy conversations. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the level of high danger shots that Bernier yeah. had to face compared to other goaltenders in the league, and the fact that he still came on top of a 900 save percentage yeah, is, is mind blowing. But um, yeah, I, I guess that let me let me start this off. I'll pretend. We'll, we'll pretend this is how people talk in the coffee shop when they're talking oh, hockey. Sure. <laughs> where, where, where I do where, most of my hockey talk, you... by the way, in the coffee what? shops. That's what was that? That's where I do all my all my uh, hockey talk in all the coffee shops. Nowhere else. I, I like to find the oldest guy in the coffee shop because he usually has the loudest, <laughs> most entertaining coffee shop or uh, conversation in the coffee shop. Yeah. Um, but sticking with goaltending, uh, I, I could make my claims about uh, Bernier. You know, we jokingly throw that out there, the Hart Trophy nods. But um, even to, you know, adding Thomas Grice, I think before last season, I think we all, as Red Wings fans, the, like the, the local perspective would have been, he's obviously better than Bernier. After last season, we saw Bernier go through the struggles and still come on top. So we're looking at it not being great goaltending tandem, not the best in the league, but we're still looking at a 1A, 1B kind of thing. So that's where we're at. Where do you see your Canes at right now? Because like I said, that's that's where I see that struggle of me going, I want to pick you guys to win the division. I want you to be my team this year. Because usually, I, I, to be completely honest, Hurricanes have been on the top of my list for the last few seasons. I, I just – it's with the possession uh, game that the Hurricanes play is one of the most fun games of hockey – I, agree. Uh, I think in the NHL. So I, I think more people need to notice this. But um, all right, let me ask the question. <laughs> Where, wh- how do you feel about the, the goaltending right now? Do you, am, I, am I putting too much of uh, an emphasis on this being an issue? Do you think it's going to be less of an issue once I see a couple of games against the Red Wings? Uh, I mean, to be honest, like you, every, every person that would talk about the Hurricanes – would mention that the goalies are a problem or or could be a problem. This is this is my stance on goaltending in general. It's just that I mean, who was who do we think was the best goalie in the league two years ago? Sergey Bobrovsky, probably. Okay. Hey, there you How go. How well did he do last year? You know, exactly. I mean, Carey, has Carey Price not had multiple seasons where you're just like, what is this guy doing? And uh, you know. He's obviously a great goalie. Like, there's a lot of great goalies out there, yeah. um, but they're they tend to be inconsistent. It's a tough position to gauge, and it it really has so much more to do with the the people in front too, because I mean the fact that a guy like John Gibson isn't mentioned every single year as you know a top three to five goalie in the league. The dude is unreal, but he plays for Anaheim, and he's you know right. like you said, same situation, high danger chances left and right. Um, so I'm oh, sorry, no, I'm kind of like freaking out right now. No, it's fine. <laughs> Keep them quiet. It's actually, so you're reminding me of all the conversations that we had about, uh, the NHL draft. And, um, I, I, I wonder if this is kind of going in the opposite direction, but I, I hear a lot of parallels where people, Red Wings fans were making the argument to, to draft, uh, Askarov. And mm-hmm. my argument against that was you could get Carey Price. But every, I mean, most of the time when you're looking at his season statistics, I mean, you don't, you, you can't put a finger on what you're going to get because it's just, that's how goaltending is in the NHL. And there's, there's too many oh, yeah. variables. I mean, we're talking about a rubber puck bouncing on ice. 
So yeah. to say that somebody's the best goaltender in the league, it, you're still facing a rubber puck bouncing on ice. Yeah. It's so I, I, I wonder then if this could be that like everything works out a law of averages. Like to your point, this could just be that year that the goaltending works out for the Hurricanes, and it's something that we're all kicking ourselves, going like, well, maybe it wasn't that bad to begin with. I heard I heard someone I I uh, listened to a lot around the team on a podcast this morning say if Martin Jones can win a Stanley Cup, then <laughs> Peter Morozik and James Reimer can win a Stanley Cup. And I was like, that's it. That's the statement I've been looking for to prove <laughs> the point. Is that you know? I mean, you want like I don't I don't know that anyone's going to compete with like Andre Vasilevsky, who to me like if I had to pick one goalie to go with, uh, you know, I mean if you if we're doing a right. fantasy draft of Everybody gets to pick who they want. I mean, that's the goalie I'm picking. Uh, I just think he's consistently the the best at what he does. Um, but like outside of that, I mean, there's a lot of guys. There's there's a few tiers of guys, and and you can't lean on one person anymore. And you're definitely not going to be able to lean on one person this year. When I don't know. I mean, the travel the travel aspect makes it a little different. But you're still playing a lot of games and not a lot of days. So you're going to need two guys. And to me, that's the model of the 1A, 1B makes sense. One, because guys tend to get hot streaks. Like, wouldn't you rather have two guys that can have hot streaks and you can alternate between them? I'm, I mean, that's that's honestly yeah. how the Hurricanes got to the playoffs in 2018. They had Curtis McElhaney pick them up off waivers. Didn't expect for him to do anything but fill a gap, you know, when Scott Darling was hurt. We all know how that went. I mean, Scott Darling was not good, and Curtis McElhaney got on a hot streak, and I mean – Pretty much took the team to the playoffs with the with a stretch of I think it was like a February where he just had insane numbers and then you know when he started dropping off Peter Morozik was like all right it's my turn and they did it and the same thing happened last year I mean I just think the two goalie system is the way to go it also makes sense money wise like you're gonna drop eight million into one guy and what happens when he's not producing all you have left to spend now is like you know a replacement level goalie so now you're I would rather I would rather have two starting goalies or you know yeah. even if they're French starting goalies that I can rely on putting in the net every night. I think from a from a management perspective too like you're we talk about this all the time on our show like we we go way too deep into like <laughs> the the business side of things but you you once you're paying a goaltender that much and that's where I go against an Askarov cuz you know what if he does do great you are going to pay him a shit ton of money. Yeah. So you, you want to avoid that exactly. You want to avoid <laughs> that because then you're asking him, well, if we're going to pay you this much money, you've got to put in like 60, 70 games. And by the time the playoffs roll around, you're having that same conversation that, you know, I mean, Canadians fans and, and Rangers fans have all, had all the time of, uh, you know, talking about Lundqvist uh, being like, oh, he's just, he got tired once we hit the playoffs, <laughs> you know, yeah. make it to a Stanley Cup final. But... Games in a row. Like, what did you expect? Right. You know? <laughs> So I, I, I totally am, I don't know, I, I feel like enlightened by this conversation because <laughs> I, I do, if, uh, if I felt like another division ranking had to go out there, which I don't, <laughs> if I did feel it, I would feel more comfortable about putting the Hurricanes at, uh, at number one. Um, but I, I do want to ask you from a, from a, I'm assuming you're a Hurricanes fan then? Yes. Okay, good. Because uh, we we run into that in the Hockey Podcast Network where somebody's actually not a yeah. fan of the team. Yeah. But um, how how does it feel though to like kind of look at everything from a national perspective? I just listened to um, uh, actually I know you you had down goes Brown. Um, yeah. 
So I, I know you're familiar with puck soup, but uh, you know, these guys are running down the line and saying easily uh, top two team in the division. Like how much fun is that to hear? Because I, I just, I think I want to live vicariously through you right now. <laughs> well, it's a lot of fun. And um, you know, I feel like the hurricanes and the red wings could be in, maybe opposite trajectories from recent history because I mean I don't know if you're aware but the Hurricanes were pretty pretty bad and kind of a joke of the league for a while they missed playoffs for almost a complete decade Um, and so this resurgence of oh all these players we were promised were going to turn into good pieces like oh this group actually did you know Um, so it's it is really cool to be talked about as a contender like I've never really experienced that before as a Hurricanes fan in my life. The only time we've had big success, you know, winning a Stanley Cup and, uh, you know, going in in 2002. I mean, no one one thought that they were going to do that either of those years. In 2006, everyone was picking the Hurricanes to finish, like, not last, but fairly close to it. Um, So I've never experienced this before. I I think it almost is overcorrecting. I think people assume that the hurricanes are going to be amazing. And I, you know, where sometimes I'm like, well, they still have a little bit to, to, you know, stuff's got to go right for them to really do that. But to be talked about as, you know, maybe not quite a elite contender level, but someone who could win a Stanley cup and you, it wouldn't be a surprise story is, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. I have, I have never, it's the first time for me. So it's cool. I, I actually absolutely love the way that you told that story because everything that is coming the Red Wings way. And I, th- I think it's tough for, for anybody to even want to do a conversation and feel bad about the Red Wings because everything that's coming mm-hmm. our way is also well-deserved. We, I mean, yeah, like 20, 25 straight years of playoffs. There's going to be, there were, I mean, a, I've been talking about it for uh, the last year and a half since this podcast has been running, but there's so many decisions that go into making sure another playoff happens instead of trying to build a team. And you just start running this thing further and further into the ground. And of course, we just saw probably, and I, I have no problem saying this. I know Red Wings Twitter gets all up in arms. Um, probably one of the worst hockey teams ever last season. I, I have no, I have no qualms. I, I, I think it's it's safe to say with with how many uh, you know multiple goal losses went onto the uh, onto the record books there. That goal but, differential was intense. I was I was really hoping we were going to break some records. Um, that that's what you lose, you know, because of COVID. You, all those opportunities to break yeah. records last year. That's True. that's the tragedy in it all. All right, all right, take that back. Uh, that's a little too far. Um, <laughs> so, where do we want to take this next? I think um, I think ultimately everybody knows how I feel. I, I'm I'm having fun with the fact that. Uh, the Red Wings are so close to last. I think it actually is probably the easiest podcasting job of any any team on the Hockey Podcast Network right now because I, I just get to sit here. I don't have to worry at all about winning. I don't have to trash talk. The only time I trash talk now is when we get those odd wins every now and then, and it's it's almost you, like Montreal. take the take the sweep. <laughs> oh man, those poor guys. Um, that, those were tough conversations, but. Um, like even to that end, like I start trash talking and everybody is just kind of like, ah, let them trash talk. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> he deserves this. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
Yeah, I, I think like this is this is a time and I, I just spoke with uh, with Ryan Lambert on our, our last uh, podcast episode. And he said um, and, and we've been throwing this sentiment out there, but let's get the guy who, who's been uh, working in, in hockey a lot longer than me. But he, he said it like this is what this is what a team like the Red Wings should be hoping for right now. We are so far from the Stanley Cup. Don't hope to get into the middle. You, you have to suck until you can make that leap up to the top. Um, yeah. Which, uh, you know, uh, I I think like what you were just saying. I think I think the Hurricanes now in that that top that top section, that top tier, and uh, it's got to be fun to watch. Now, that's hot. now I, I want to talk about what puts you in that top tier, uh, and I guess I can start with with uh, what to look out for for the Red Wings since I'm uh, I'm going to ask you the question. But uh, for the Red Wings, who to look out for? I would say for Hurricanes fans uh, is absolutely. Anthony Mantha, as long as he stays healthy. Yeah. Uh, this this is a cat who could be honestly competing for some uh, some hardware at the end of the year based on what his points per 60 are. Uh, I mean, this is a guy that competes with the top of the league, uh, but his contract and everything that happened in the offseason and where he stands in regards to, I, th- I think, a national perspective is because of all the missed time. And, and this is a guy, too, that... Before, I think last season, he was labeled as injury prone and he gets into a scrap, breaks his hand, pretty much done for the year. And it just continues that narrative of being injury prone, even though this is something that was completely avoidable. All he had to do is not get in a fight. So that end, I mean, this is the guy that I'm going to ask everybody this year to make sure they're keeping an eye on as long as he's staying healthy. I, I mean, this is last year when he was completely healthy. Game one throws in four goals. And I, I think from that moment, then we start to see uh, his, his own health deteriorate and then the production went down. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know what you guys see from, from an Anthony Manther, if that name still like if yeah. that does anything from a national perspective. But I know like today we announced Dylan Larkin's our captain. This is going to be a guy I think in the long run is going to be um, – He's gonna be he's gonna be your selkie guy. This is this is gonna be a hardworking individual who's gonna put up enough points and you know what a silly thing is that you have to put up points to be recognized and for selkie. But uh, he'll, he'll get that recognition because he's gonna put up enough points to get noticed. But Mantha's gonna be that guy where it's like when he's on the ice. I, I'm telling you, even in these uh, silly scrimmage games, uh, he he looks not not that he's a small hockey player, but he's not the biggest guy out there. Um, but he just carries himself in such a way. He does look like a giant among boys and it's just the speed that he's skating with the agility and the way he's moving the puck. Uh, like you will see despite the Red Wings, probably from line two, three, and four, uh, being those opportunities for the, the hurricanes to get on top of the Red Wings. That first line, I think is going to be as formidable as any first line hey, in the NHL. Yeah. And that's what I always say when I talk about the teams like Detroit is that every team has at least one line. I mean, if they top load their line, every team is going to be able to put out a first line that's like, oh, those guys are really good. Like no one would argue that guys like Mantha and Larkin aren't good. I mean, they're extremely good. They're super talented. Dylan Larkin is one of my favorite players to watch play hockey. Like they just, yeah, they will hurt you if you let them. And that's why the only, the only thing, that holds them back and you know 
is the is the structure to me for Detroit. Like Detroit can play up and down like what I would consider like pond hockey esque style. Well, <laughs> like I mean, they have the pieces to hurt you if you do that. I think Ottawa, um, especially when they had like the Duchesne Stone and Dzingel line, even though right. they weren't a great team, they were another team that if you let them play that way, they were going to hurt you and they were going to score a lot of goals. But you give up as you, as you talked about with the goal differential stuff. I mean, you give up a lot of goals when you play that way. Um, I think that you can force a lot of teams though into getting a little outside of their structure. And I think that Detroit is a team that if they if they if they play that fast paced game that they want to play and they get some of these teams that maybe grind a little bit more or have a little bit more, you know, um like a neutral zone structure that wins them games, it it's it's not always easy to to stay on that when this other team is trying to push you to play this super fast up and down game. Like when you fall into that, to right. me, it's a fifty fifty. Like that's why I don't think it's smart to to fall into that. But um, you know, that's why I think they could they could uh have some cause some problems for a lot of teams in the division. I think that's that's probably like to sum up where the Red Wings uh, need to head this year, just for you know the Hurricanes fans listening. I mean, it it might just turn into let's see what we can do with these guys if we let them loose. I, I yeah. think ultimately that's what the rest the whole season's gonna look like. Where Eisman said he's looking for improvement. Um, Blashell, our, our head coach, he's he's the he's the player's coach. He's gonna know that he wants to coach these guys up to make sure they look as good as possible for when contract time is coming up. And right. and that's something that um, at least from the perspective of like how how do we get how did we get like these bargain uh, players uh, from our, our defensemen getting loaded up um, a couple of forward signings? How do we get them to come over here? It's, I mean, that's one of the elements they say it's, it's because of the conversation they had with Steve Eiserman, but we also you know, like have that, um, that guy behind the bench that's going to look out for these guys first. So yeah. to that end, I, I think he would coach this team to lose, but to elevate the players that could elevate themselves in that scenario. Um, but it's, it's so funny, like to have those conversations about like, uh, the, the style of play that we should do to try and just stay in these games. I, I, I mean, you, you brought up like that grinding style and trying to maybe copy what the Islanders do to, to get, a, to squeak out a win. But then like to go back to my conversation with Ryan Lambert in the last episode, um, why would we want to do that? <laughs> what, why, why not just, just suck our way to the bottom and uh, compete with the Blackhawks uh, on a, on a goaltending fight to see who, who comes up, you know, who has the, the larger goal differential, but um, that, I mean, that's the long and short of it. I, th I think if um, like the hurricanes seem to be like the perfect team to take out the Red Wings with puck possession, it, it's just something that from top to bottom, you guys could do it. And if you could just keep the puck away from that first line, if it's something where they're hoping for, and, and Mantha's putting out there, he wants to make sure he gets 10 shots a night. Which is, that's <laughs> a lot. Goddamn, yeah. That's uh, go for it. Dude. Um, yeah. So if he if he's playing the game where this this is where he's going to need to catch up on another night, which I think is a very good possibility uh, for most nights. But uh, if you keep that puck away from the first line, I, I mean, to me, this looks this looks as easy as it could be. I mean, we we talk about last year, uh, or we could, I should say, three and zero for the Hurricanes. Uh, you you guys held the possession to fifty two percent, and I. I uh, uh, from from a Corsi perspective, which I think is an amazing number, considering 
you had such large leads and you'd think that you'd let up a little bit from the right. Hurricanes perspective. And and you did. And you could see those numbers in the third period kind of scale back to the Red Wings side. But it was uh, 4.67 to 1.67 was the average score through those three games. It's a 7 to 3, a 2 to nothing, and a 5 to 2. Um, I just... Uh, and I want to get your perspective on on the players to watch from the Hurricanes, but just to kind of finish up that I I, I kind of feel like this is that perfect formula. Like uh, I I want to tell everybody to watch out for Mantha, but I'm scared these first couple of games. Nobody's going to know what he looks like yet. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I mean, so just like I mentioned, I worry about the. I feel like the Hurricanes did a good job last year with teams like Detroit. Um, but not always. And I think if you look, if you were to go back and watch the tape on those games, you'd see that there were there were plenty of times where the Hurricanes fell a little out of their structure, and maybe Detroit was even, you know, taking control of the game for for stretches. Um, which is something that, of course, it's going to happen over the course of a game. Like you're not going to just dominate a team right. start to finish. They're gonna they're gonna push back some. Um, but the Hurricanes are lucky to have Rod Brindamore, who's a coach that you know knows how to play the game right. He's not going to let you fall into that consistently. So if they stick to their structure, there's no reason they should have trouble against Detroit um, because, like you said, I think that they're modeled well to handle um, Detroit's kind of top-line guys. Like there's, I mean, if we're being honest, there's not a ton of scoring depth, but they have really good you know, elite-level talent on that first line. Um, the Hurricanes are lucky in that they have, you know, Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci, Dougie Hamilton, Brady Shea now. Um, I mean, that's a pretty good uh, top four. They've also got Jordan Stahl. Sebastian Ajo and Tavo Teravainen have become really good uh, two-way players who are, you know, play penalty kill. Like, I mean, they do a good job of shutting other teams' top lines down. So I think that it will come down to matching first lines. Um, I don't know what the Hurricanes' first line will be right now. It could be... It, I mean, it's been Aho, it's a good problem to have. Krishnikov. Yeah, it's been <laughs> it, it, it's been that. I think that that turns the Hurricanes into a team that hopes for depth scoring, but has a guaranteed top line. Um, but whatever it is, it'll be Aho and Teravine and most likely together. Those two never leave each other's side. Um, and it will be a, a matchup of first lines. Can can the Hurricanes top line consistently produce offense and shut? Detroit's top line down and vice versa. Detroit will be trying to do the same thing. You know, if they can, if those guys can hold the Canes first line in check, um, they're going to have a much better chance of success. So to me, that's, that's going to be a big story. Um, I still think the hurricanes have the edge because of, you know, the second and third line can probably do a little bit more damage than Detroit's second, third line guys can, but you never know. I mean, that it's, it's going to come down to every, every night's going to come down to best players, you know, how do they perform? Your best players have to be your best players. If they're not, and the other team's best players are their best players, then, I mean, any team can beat any team. So I, I never take one for granted. I like the Hurricanes' chances, but I, like I think it would be very difficult to not lose against Detroit this year. Like I don't, I don't see that as likely. Uh, yeah, it, it comes so back hard to, to do. It comes back to the rubber puck on yeah. on slug ice. Um, I threw out there uh, another name that um, I, I think if if you're a hardcore hockey fan, you know Zadina's on the Red Wings, but this mm -hmm. is something I, I would at least uh, tell the Hurricanes fans to keep an eye on because uh, he's been playing over in Europe, so this is a guy that's been playing high-level hockey for the last few months. So 
sure, maybe at the tail end of the season, he's going to be more tired than everybody else. But this is a guy that's game ready. So I would I would watch out for him. I'd watch for him to make a huge difference on the power play for the Red Wings, too. I think um, he he does have that potential for the elite shot. But what we saw last year from him was just a lot of hard work. A guy that uh, despite the the notion that this is going to be a high, highly skilled shot, highly skilled offensive player. Um, we just keep seeing, kept seeing a guy that would, uh, uh, kept his nose to the grind and was in the corners trying to win battles, which is huge for a team struggling like the Red Wings. Um, yeah. so that'll be, that'll be something that considering he's been playing in uh, European hockey for the last few months, I, I think that'll make a huge difference for him and he'll be able to stand out these first couple of weeks and kind of probably skate a little bit faster than everybody kind of have a rhythm going, even though, Everybody's been in training camp for a couple of weeks. I still, I guess I would put that on tier, like tier two for guys to watch out for. Um, but if we have any hope, uh, I think this, this whole season of like stealing some wins or like, uh, like I'm looking at this, like a baseball series. If, if we want to say who's going to win the series or if we could tie a series, right. it's going to be Zadina making that difference uh, through special teams and um and yeah, just I guess at the beginning of the season, really being able to get his well worked out legs moving a little bit better than everybody else's. Yeah. Um. All right. So we're at a half hour. I asked you for that. Um. <laughs> I hope. Uh. I don't know. I, like I said, this is this is going to be a little bit of, a little bit of a stumble on the way out because there were some other things I wanted to ask. Um. Especially if uh, where, where that interest level was for. Uh, you know, I mean, eventually you want to see Evgeny Svechnikov on your team, right? To to try him out with Andre. <laughs> I'm sure Andre does. I just want to see them play. <laughs> they talk about it all the time. I'm like, when is it going to happen? Yeah. And then finally they're like, it's going to, it's finally going to happen. And then they're like, no, he's not playing. And we're like, well, cool. I guess it'll just never happen. I'm just convinced I- at this point that it will, it will never happen. Like there's the forces of the universe are like, no, if you two play together, the world ends. We can't have it. <laughs> I really thought, I really thought the waiver wire. Uh, this past week for Svechnikov meant he was going to be a hurricane just for funsies. I, I you know, I, I see it as almost a no risk if the hurricanes took him. Like it's, it's still low salary. Uh, if it doesn't work out, see ya. But um, I'm happy. He's, I'm, I'm happy. He's still Red Wing for the time being. I feel like that experiment isn't quite over. But um, yeah, I, 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 this was an absolute blast. I think we should check in mm-hmm. as the season goes on. Uh, maybe uh, we'll have a different conversation where uh, I'm talking about squeaking into the playoffs. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm like, damn, Detroit is like, you know, 30 and seven right now. What happened? <laughs> well, hey, you know, I, and I did, the one thing I did miss too is that this this could also just come down to goaltending. And if, um, yeah. you know, like all joking aside, you're going to play two games in a row. There's a good shot that things get figured out in that second game from a, uh, whoever like adjusts the best going right. into that second game, I think it's going to be huge this entire season where there's no momentum in baseballs like that, uh, that common phrase that's, that's thrown out there. And it's hard to like make real adjustments with different pitchers coming out uh, right. game to game. Yeah. But for hockey, this is going to be goaltending changes. This is going to be lineup changes. This is who's going to make that change to try and get, you know, get one up on the other guys, try and get two games in a row. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that the entire league is going to be pretty close in regards to points. It's going to be scrunched yeah. up a little bit tighter than everybody else because mm-hmm. you're going to be able to make those night by night adjustments. So that, yeah. that could be enough right there. Something to look out for hurricanes, yeah. Red Wings fans. And now I'm holding you three minutes over when I said you're I would. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know if you have any last thoughts on there. I don't want to take it over. And no, I mean, All right. I don't think so. I mean, go listen to everybody's shows, you know. <laughs> That's a good one. I will say that uh, um, I don't even remember what I was going to say. It doesn't matter. It wasn't important. Wait, well, hey, uh, <laughs> everybody, keep, keep your eyes peeled, too. We've got uh, – there's a Hockey Podcast Network uh, – jersey giveaway going out there so everybody uh listen to this make sure you check out our our twitters it's at hockeypodnet for uh the entire brand and then uh like i said at bod hockey for the red wings and zach at here's what train pod perfect all right um uh, if this ends my show this is a good way to say thanks for tuning in everybody and uh good meeting all you hurricanes fans same here thanks for tolerating me red wings fans <laughs> gentleman and a scholar uh, I, everybody <laughs> He's a joy. (laughs) All right. We'll do it again sometime.